career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and as you guys know, this is where we gather together as men to have those talks about the things that we most don't like to talk about, but we should be talking about. And just as a reminder, if you are interested and being part of our 40 plus men's world, you can actually go to 40plusmenschats.com and join us for our first of the month, every month, men's chats online using Zoom. We gather together and we talk about all those fun things that some of us guys don't want to talk about from relationships to erectile dysfunction to I'm really not feeling like I've got the confidence I need. Whatever it is, we have a nice little one hour get together once a month to truly just talk about the things that us guys should be focused on. And something that I feel like we don't focus on enough as men is getting past this stress and the strain of life. And we say we want to, and then we wake up and boom, we're right off to work or boom. Okay. We're into the family stuff or boom. Okay. I got to go work out because my gut's hanging over. And in all those thoughts, we're not giving ourselves any room to slow down, take a breath, and find the peace that we need in our lives. And especially as guys that are over 40, it seems like we're just going and going and going because that's where we've worked up to. But I know for me, when I allow myself to be at peace, that's when I find my greatest successes. That's when I'm able to walk through my failures and know that they were for me and not against me. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation today with a guy that I met through another friend of mine. And when I saw what he was doing and helping men find peace, I thought this is somebody I really want to have a conversation about. I want you guys to settle in, let go of your bullshit, take your doubts. Don't have any prejudgments about where we might go today. Because as you know, we don't ever know where we're going on this podcast, but we always get somewhere that somebody somewhere hopefully you needed to hear. So I'm bringing Steve Strother on board. He is all about finding, helping men find their peace. He's all about helping them get to that beautiful space. You can find him at peacefulmen.com. And we're going to just walk into a really hopefully peaceful conversation about why us guys can't drop the bullshit that we have and step into a place of peace. Steve, welcome to the podcast, man. Glad to have you here. Thanks, Rick. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So this is how we do it. Now that I've set you up, you're going to just take off. You're going to solve the world's problems. You're going to help <laughs> all the guys find their peace. And I'm just going to sit back here and just watch you do your work, man. Okay. So all right. yeah, Sounds no pressure, good. right? No pressure at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm going to take a guess though, Steve, and I know you and I have had, we had a pre-conversation, but I'm also going to take a guess that this work, you came to it because this was kind of your own experience. You were realizing, hey, I'm just not able to like truly be who I want to be in the world. I, I'm, I'm angsting, stressing, all that sort of stuff. So 
why don't you give us a little bit of the setup to what brought you here? Like most of us, it's probably all these years of doing X, Y, Z. And then suddenly one day I had the wake up call. So tell us a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I've always had, you know, from the time I was a kid, really, I had kind of a feeling that I was here to help people in some way, but I never knew what that meant. Um, uh, never knew what, who that was or how, or what it meant. Um, and then, you know, graduated from college, got into the workforce. Um, and you know, my life just kind of took, it took off from there as far as working to make a paycheck, um, doing things to fit in, um, uh, et cetera. And so eventually I, I wound up in, in a really good sales job and, and it was making good money. So externally I looked really good. Um, uh, and then um, from there I got married um, and, you know, so kind of a long story short, uh, both of those things ended up not working out that well. Mm. Uh, so my first marriage ended in divorce and, um, and I was frustrated with my job at the time. Uh, and even at some point during that first ma marriage went through a period of really high anxiety, had panic attacks to the point where I was having a panic, panic attack almost every day. Um, and, um, didn't really know what to do about it. Like a lot of men didn't really want to go to the doctor eventually did because it was that bad. <laughs> it really had to be bad to get me to go. But, um, uh, and then, um, you know, uh, that again, that marriage ended, uh, with, in a divorce, got into a new relationship very quickly after that. Um, and changed jobs, but still sales, still in the same industry. Um, and that went well for a while, but it became less and less fulfilling to me. Um, right. And I was less and less happy with what I was doing with my life overall. Um, from there, um, eventually, uh, through coaching, I actually started learning about I started meeting a lot of women who were coaches who were talking a lot about things like the sacred feminine or the divine feminine, uh, seeing a lot of cool workshops that, that, that women were offering, uh, women coaches that I thought looked great and I wanted to sign up for and then found out that they were only for women. Um, so the, the two of those things combined, like had me starting to ask a couple of questions. One was, is there a such thing as the sacred masculine or the divine masculine? I, I'm hearing women talk about the divine and sacred feminine, but is there a such thing? There's got to be. But what is it? I have no clue. Um, and and um, so I asked a question of one of those coaches that was offering workshops for women only. Like, yeah, that workshop was great. I wish I could do it. She's like, yeah, I know, but I just don't feel like I'm in a position to offer that same thing. I know men need it, but I don't know how to to offer that to men. So, but those, that got me thinking too. Um, I, I got to that point. Um, so to, as far as which launched me into doing a lot of internal work, um, not in time to, to basically save that second marriage. So, I, so basically in 2019, um, I went through, um, a divorce, uh, which was my second divorce and then was laid off of the, the sales uh, director's job that I was in, uh, that to be honest, I was kind of wanting to get away from anyway, but 
didn't wasn't wasn't at the time wasn't willing to go there because it was a good paycheck you know um so that's really how i I, uh those darn paychecks they always get in the way of everything right (laughs) right if it's not the paycheck it's oh look i'm a director or a vp you know or or is everybody else going what do you mean you want to leave that you got a corner office you get all this vacation you make this money it's so interesting those little thoughts that we all have yes Yes. Exactly. So what was the big turn? I mean, you got divorced, you got the layoff. Was that, would, would you consider that was like kind of that why in the road? You're like, well, why not? Or was it still some time before you finally said, okay, I'm going to go do this? Yeah. Um, so I had, I actually took uh, training to become a coach uh, six years ago. Um, I almost accidentally, if you can believe that, uh, it was part of a, an entrepreneurial program I was in. Uh, to build your own online business. And that group really thought, really saw the, the, the importance of knowing that coaching uh, conversation and, and how, even if you're not going to be a coach, it's helpful. So I took the training. Um, so I was introduced to coaching through that um, and was looking at that possibility. And especially after having that conversation with uh, the, the female coach that I mentioned, and realizing, wow, men need this too. Uh, probably three years ago, uh, that's when I started thinking about becoming a coach for men. But it was, it was that paycheck that was keeping me away from it. Um, and so, um, and then I, then I started working with my own coach again. I had before, but, but I started working with a coach again. Um, and that helped through that three-year process. Um, a lot helped a lot. And so that when I got to that point, when I was laid off, um, yeah, I did. It, I took about a month to, to make up my mind. Do I want to go back to another sales job somewhere? Um, so do the thing I've already been doing that isn't sitting well with me. Like it doesn't, it's not feeding my soul. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a sure thing. I can make the money. Um, do I want to do, or do I want to go a hundred percent into becoming a coach for men? Or do I want to do something in between, you know, find something else that might not be as demanding on my time and would allow me to do the, the coaching men um, part time for a while until I could make it work. So uh, my coach actually helped me. Uh, he walked, he gave me a process to go through to really decide uh, which of those three options was the best one. Um, basically uh, taking a, a, an online quiz as far as what, my values are what lights me up. And once I did that, it became really clear that, uh, that moving a hundred percent into, uh, the career as a a coach for men uh, was the right thing to do. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the, 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 the actual, the catalyst was, was being laid off. Um, and then it took another, but fortunately I'd already been doing some work prior to that so that I was in a place when it happened that I was ready to make that jump within about a month anyway. So yeah. It's always interesting that the catalysts show up and then suddenly it's like you're stepping into this thing. And I know anybody who's listening to this podcast probably has heard me say this a few times, but if somebody had told me in 1999, as I was coming out of the closet and going through my divorce and worrying that I'd have any place to live and all this sort of stuff that I would 20 years later, 21 years later, whatever it is now that I would be doing this work and working with men and helping people come out of the closet and helping men 
you know, be themselves or working with teams of people to be themselves, I would have said, you're crazy. This is not what I do. I'm a marketing branding guy in the hospitality industry and I know hotels and I know software. That's never going to happen. But I also knew that I didn't like what I was doing. I wasn't happy. I was making good money, um, but I was not happy. I was not fulfilled. And I was just like, okay, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm, I'm curious that you brought up the whole sacred masculine and the divine masculine. Have you discovered that there is that for men? Yes, there absolutely is. Um, yeah. So yeah, there are, there are multiple attributes or, or what you might call energies uh, that are uh, the, the divine or, or sacred masculine. So it's things like uh, um, decisiveness, uh, holding space, um, taking action, uh, being present and aware, you know, things like that. So, and, and actually what I learned through the research too is um, that while those are sacred masculine energies, that all those sacred feminine energies are accessible to men too, just like, just like the sacred and, and divine feminine, uh, I'm sorry, the sacred and divine masculine is, is accessible to women. Now as men, you know, chances are, especially in the society we live in now, we're probably closely, more closely aligned on the, to the sacred and, and divine masculine uh, than we are the feminine, not necessarily the case. Um, uh, but no matter what we have those, uh, divine and sacred, I'm sorry, the divine and sacred feminine energies too. So one example I'll give that I like to use is, um, so taking action is, is, uh, uh, an element of the, the sacred or divine masculine. Well, um, creativity is, um, a a sacred or divine feminine energy. Um, most of us need both of those at some point, you know? So, you know, when we're like, take a, um, a business, uh, an entrepreneurial perspective, you, you have to use creative energy to create your business, to create the products that you're going to offer. But eventually those products are ready. And then you've got to take action to, to start, uh, promoting them, uh, to start selling them. And that's, that's true. Of course, at the, at the individual entrepreneur level, it's also true at the corporate level. You know, when I was selling in my prior career, um, and probably one of the reasons that I was, uh, one of the reasons, not the only reason, um, one of the reasons I was, um, dissatisfied is that in, in a sales position, a lot of times, most of your energy goes to taking action, setting those appointments, meeting with people, closing the sale, uh, following up. Um, very little room in my experience. I mean, thinking back, there are some things I could have done, but very little room for the creative side. Um, but the creative side is is necessary too. So, I mean, I, in that situation, yeah, my creativity came in, you know, the, in those unique ways that I sold uh, or the unique ways that I, that I planned um, or, or set up my schedule, that type of thing. Um, but again, yeah, that, that's just one example. And, mm-hmm. and, and what, what really happens usually is you move back and forth between the two and you might, yeah, obviously you can move from creativity to taking action um, within a matter of minutes, uh, depending on what it is, uh, on what it is you're doing. What have you learned most about yourself as you started to explore 
this piece of the sacred masculine and the divine masculine and, and actually watched yourself. Cause I'm sure you have, cause I can hear it in your voice as you're talking Steve. like watched yourself step away from what you thought was and what you now see is for you. What have you learned right. the most? Um, well, there was a lot. Um, but, um, I guess, I'll st- the number one thing uh, that that's happened um, as I've made this move um, is I have, you know, I, more or less I grew up like most men, um, being uh, being taught or and not necessarily. I mean, yeah, it was in, it was partly from. Um, uh, from a parental standpoint, it was partly from teachers, but it was a lot of peer, of uh, peer pressure to uh, basically being taught to be emotionless. You know, uh, don't show emotion. Um, that's you know, if you show emotion, that's a weakness. So I saw so I was burying emotion my whole life, um, and I didn't. Well, I did. I guess I started to realize that, but it took a long time. And um, it was opening up to those emotions, um, really getting to a point where I could identify them first, because when you've been pushing them down for a long time, uh, it, yeah, you really lose track of how to identify what emotion is you're feeling. So identify, identifying them um, and then learning the process and express them um, rather than being the strong silent type, rather than uh, being stoic. Um, and that has helped me a lot because I, I don't have all that emotion built up over so many years standing in the way, uh, keeping me down, not keeping me down, but basically uh, pushing me down. Um, it's, it's allowed me to, to connect to joy uh, a whole lot more because yeah, you can be happy. You can connect to joy no matter what, but you can't connect to it fully if you've got a lot of anger, fear, sadness sitting there in the way. Um, so it was really being able to clear all of that, to a point where I'm able to deal with it as it comes now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's reconnecting me to joy. Um, and, and, and being connected to joy has helped, helped a lot because it, it also helps you um, connect uh, to your heart. You know, so, so men have this tendency. And again, I think it has a lot to do with how we grew up. We have this tendency to, to want to think about everything. So what, whatever, the question at hand or the issue at hand is we want to think about it and we, and we can get, and it's, this isn't only men, but, but definitely it's, it's uh, something you see in most men um, is that tendency to, to overthink, like yeah. uh, think so much that you almost can't make a decision. And, and a lot of times the decision should probably really shouldn't be made from the mind anyway. You know, the mind helps you weigh and measure. Um, but then the heart is what tells you what the right decision is. Um, and so being connected to more joy has helped me connect in my heart as well. Uh, so it makes it a lot easier for me to move forward, trusting that, that, that instinct, that, um, that gut feeling that I'm getting in my body, like in my heart, in my chest or, or my gut, um, is the right way to go. Um, and so, um, so yeah, that's what I would, that would be the number one thing that I would uh, say. What do you feel like 
was a critical piece of this. I know for me, as I started to step in, and I still attribute a lot of what got me to where I am, and I'm not anywhere done by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of what got me moving in the right direction. I was always a very open guy, but I was open with a hint of masking the trueness and the vulnerability. And I realized when I finally allowed myself to be vulnerable, that's when the real me started to show up. And it was also the place that the more vulnerable I allowed myself to be, whether it was to say, I don't know, or to say, this is what's really hurting me, or I'm really scared, or even I know this is going to hurt some people, but I have to do this in order to move to the place where I can do better. All those things were the hardest things in the world for me to do, but it was the vulnerability that moved me. And even it's ironic that I just bringing this up because this happened today in my work. I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers um, who actually works technically works under my realm. And I said, you know, I honestly have to say, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm not going to tell you I do because this is all new territory for us. Now, if you had put me in that same situation back in 95, 96, when I was hiding my truth and I'm trying to make everybody like me and I'm trying to be this, I probably would have said, oh, well, yeah, we've got this figured out. We're going to move it forward this way. And, and I would have been lying through my teeth. Hmm. Well, there might have been some truth to pieces of it, but I would have had to act like I had it so together. And yeah. in that so together is when I feel like and because we're talking to men and about men, when we have to feel like we have it so together, we can't find that peace. That's right. Because we're operating in a false sense of security. Right. I'm not even sure it's security. We're just operating in a false sense of being. So for you, was vulnerability a huge piece of it? Or was there something else that was like this other piece of, hey, I started to see this. And realize that if I'm going to step into my sacred spiritual and be this guy, I have to activate this one thing. Because I know for me, when I activate my vulnerability in any given situation, it's when I feel like I thrive the most. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that is great. Um, That's the exact same thing. That's my experience, too, from a vulnerability perspective it was opening up to, uh, to my emotions that allowed me to, to start being comfortable with, with being more vulnerable, but it's the, it's the vulnerability piece. It's the key. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think back uh, to my, my career prior to starting um, finding this piece and I, it, it really mirrors uh, what you just said. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I uh, until, until I, I got comfortable with emotions and, and then realized, well, yeah, these emotions are telling me something and I, and I need to be honest about them with the people that I am uh, working with, communicating with in relationships with. Um, but prior to make, making that realization, um, yeah, I, I did. First of all, I didn't want to get, um, I didn't want to feel that emotion. So I would avoid situations that 
would cause feeling emotion. Um, and a lot of that time, a lot of that meant that not, it's not the situation I would avoid. It, it, it is, I'd be in the situation, but I'd block it off. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go there. And, and I'm just going to put on this mask and, and I'm going to look stern or, or, or tough or whatever. Um, um, and so, yeah, after going through um, that second divorce, and, and really going through the latter stages of the job, which eventually ended um, in layoff. That's right. That's the time that I was coming to that realization. Like, yeah, you know, I've been through, I've been married twice and, and they've both been, they've both ended in divorce and there's a common denominator there and it's me. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and what is it about me that I can do something about? Because, I still want to have relationships, you know, I still want to be in relationships. I can even see getting married again someday, depending, you know, on, on what, uh, that, you know, what a future partner might want to want. I mean, I could go either way, but, um, but right away, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to, I want to be in more relationships. I don't want them to all end this way. What can I do? And um, that's what led me to getting coaching around emotions. That's what, from that emotion standpoint, that's what led me to having that realization that, you know, you have, you have, I have to, if, if, if my future relationships are going to, are going to be different, uh, if my life is going to be different with my friends, if my life is going to be different um, with my clients, um, I have to, be willing to be honest, uh, even, even, and especially in scenarios where there's vulnerability involved, uh, where I have to just in, in order, because without that vulnerability, you're not able to fully communicate what is, what's happening, you know, from your perspective to someone else. Um, and so now when, when I'm feeling, uh, when I'm feeling uh, an emotion towards something that's happening. Um, and in the past, I would just avoid that and not talk to the person about it. Uh, now I do, you know, uh, now I bring it up. Um, and, and yes, as you mentioned too, none of us are right and correct all the time. So I, I, I know you mentioned um, uh, we don't always know the answer. So part of vulnerability is, is admitting that. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is right now, but I'm looking into it um, and being honest about that. So, yeah. yeah. Such an interesting set of, you know, phrase. I don't know, <clears throat> because I know from a very young age, I was challenged as I think many of us were. Well, then why don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you know, Ricky, do you know the answer to that equation? I don't know. Well, then you didn't do your homework or you haven't been practicing your times table. It's such an interesting thing instead of I don't know being a beautiful way of saying, well, let's become curious then. That's right. That's right. And I know as a parent, I am so guilty of pushing my daughters at times like, well, you should know. But yet it's on me because maybe I didn't teach them how to know, or maybe I didn't provide them, or maybe I, my expectation is too high to even question whether they should know. 
you know, and yes, there's basic stuff like, okay, you don't know, you don't know what two plus two is by now. Yes, you should know that, you know, there's, there's a difference in that little right. kind of little stuff. And I'm not even, I'm careful. I'm, I'm not even sure I like saying that because there's going to be some people like, yeah, I don't know what that is, but outside of mental incapacities to function on some of those things, I think we have put such an emphasis on, but you should know you're a man. You should know this. That's you know, right. it's like, you're a man. You should be able to, you know, get from point A to point B without looking at a map, even though right. we know most of us can't do that. Right. That's right so it's right. just such an interesting thing to turn. I don't know into a beautiful opportunity to say, well, then let's get curious. That's right. Let's go That's figure right. this out. And I find in the work that you're doing and helping men get to that place of peace. And I want to talk about the program you have coming up starting in October that if more men said, I don't know, but I'd like to find out. I don't know how to be vulnerable, but I'd like to learn. I don't know how to embrace and forgive, but I'd like the opportunity to discover how. And I'm not just talking about men, but I, I know women have this struggle too, but I just feel like men because of this masculine energy that we've been told, this is what it means to be a man. That just uttering that we don't know how to do something makes you less of a man. And anything that drives you to feeling less of a man, again, back to the work that you do, Steve, is not going to help you attain peace. You just can't. Yeah. Right. So let's talk a little bit about your upcoming program. Cause I want to make sure we talk about that before we wrap everything up. So he's got this program that's going to solve all your problems. You just got to sign up for it. You're going to be amazing men in less than 24 hours after you step. I'm kidding. Of course, <clears throat> we all know you got to do the work guys. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, I'd love to talk about the path to peace men's group coaching you got going, Steve. So sure. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Path to Peace is is a, a men's group coaching program that I have that will um, the, the next uh, group will be starting October 1st. And um, it is a, it's a six month uh, program. Uh, and so uh, it's designed uh, to help men focus on, first of all, uh, on topics that help men build inner strength and resilience. So, so, you know, we think a lot about how to, how to build physical strength and working out and exercising. You don't think a lot about, and in, in general, in society today, we don't really think a lot about building uh, inner strength, uh, but we, we need more inner strength now than we do physical strength and on a daily, on a like hour to hour, day to day basis. Um, and so it's designed to help men learn about topics that will, I mean, when applied to their lives, will help them build that inner strength and resilience, which helps them uh, get through challenges, will help them move into places where they're able to connect to more joy and peace in their lives. Um, and f- from that, uh, so uh, they, they learn this, and then they uh, also attend a group coaching uh, call with me, um, once a month as well uh, to help them. So they take that topic of the month, look at it in their own lives. What are their strengths related to um, decisiveness uh, and where are their challenges related to, to decisiveness? That's just one example. Awesome. They, they come to the call, 
um, with the challenges mostly. Um, and then I uh, coach them around the challenges so that, you know, they walk away with a plan for how to, how to build up um, that strength and resilience related to the topic in their life um, going forward uh, with the, with whatever their challenges are. So, yes. yeah. you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I remember when I was first launching my coaching practice and stepping into this, like owning myself as a personal development expert, <clears throat> one of my mentors said, you always have to think about the audience you serve from this one perspective what is keeping them awake at night? And right. I know there's going to be some guys that are listening to this conversation and some of you may have already tuned out. So you're not even hearing what I'm about to say. And that's okay because that means this just wasn't the right fit for you. Right. But I know some of you are probably laying there or standing there or sitting there or whatever you're doing, listening to this going, well, I don't worry about being at peace. Well, you may not lay there worrying about being at peace but you may be laying there stressed out about your job. You may be laying there stressed out about, okay, well, if this COVID thing continues, will I even be able to put food on my table? You may be laying there going, if I don't get this weight off, will I even be alive in another six months to a year? Yeah. Peace is what is on the other side of any one of those thoughts. So right. while we may not lay there going, God, I, was, I just wish I had more peace in my life. And some of you guys are probably saying that. I wish I could just experience more peace. If you're experiencing any kind of angst or stress or anger or lack of empathy towards somebody else or finding yourself fighting back at every little thing that comes along, I'm going to tell you, brother, you don't have peace. And none of us has it 24-7. I'm not going to throw that shade of bullshit at you either. <laughs> Right. But I believe that part of what we can master as humans and especially as men is to see what we're masking, what we really want in and go, yes, I do right. want to experience peace, but I'm hiding it in the form of stress or money worries or not being a good enough father or not being aligned in my relationship or not admitting I'm not in the right relationship. If any of that is coming up for you, I invite you to think about what your path to peace could be. And if it appeals to you to talk to Steve and be part of that group, maybe that's exactly why you're listening to this podcast today. So you can find that path. So anything else you'd like to add here, Steve, before we wrap it up, like maybe one last little bit of, inspiration or anything that would help a guy who may be going, okay, I get it, but I'm just, I just don't know how to like harness this, even the thought of what peace could look like. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You encapsulated really well with what you just said, as far as how you, how you can know um, that you're in a place where you're not feeling the peace that you could. Um, I would say, um, the, the, the one thing I would mention uh, that hasn't come up here um, and relates specifically to why I really like group coaching for men is that um, one of the key things men can do uh, to reduce stress in their lives is to have friendships and relationships with other men 
that are deep, like deep relationships with other men. Um, and, and yet so many of us as men uh, run in that lone wolf type of life or, or system where, uh, uh, where we've grown up feeling like, as we mentioned before, we, we have to know all the answers ourselves. Uh, there's nobody else out there that I, that we can't let anybody else see what we're working through or whatever. And that creates that lone wolf syndrome. Uh, so getting together with, with your best friends, with, with other men that you can talk deeply about going beyond, beyond the, the water cooler conversation at work or the conversation around the poker table, uh, or on the golf course or, um, uh, or about sports, you know, going deeper into what is life really all about? Why are we here? What are, what are my challenges? What are yours? Um, that is the number one thing men can do to reduce stress. And, and again, um, but we're not comfortable doing that in general. Um, and that group coaching is, is a great way to, to start developing a, a comfort level uh, with doing that um, and with, in a very safe and supportive way um, and a very safe and supportive place. So. Well, thanks again for being here, Steve. I'm so glad we connected. I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to like share what it looks like for guys to step into a place of peace. If you need to reach out to Steve, we'll have all the information on the podcast website about this, but it's peacefulmen.com is his website. And again, man, I really appreciate you being here and sharing yourself today the way you did. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Yeah. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus real men, real talk where the conversations continue.